Oh, is that hot? It's more than What up, you fucking cowards? Uh. This is real. Our, uh, this is real nerd hours. Yeah, coming at you live, real nerd hours. Zero nine zero 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 nine episode nine. I don't think we've ever announced the episodes beforehand. Like no. what episode it is? No, this is real nerd hours zero zero nine. Shout outs to the cyborg. Shout outs, cyborg zero zero nine versus devil man is sick. Oh, I do want to check that out. I never really watched either of them, but just the crossover sounds really cool. It's fucking tight, dude. I'm about it. I'm about it. All right. I watched part of it last night. Well, anyway, let's get into some comments. People yeah, people, talking shit. <laughs> yeah, people talking shit, as well as the fact that most people, or at least a very vocal minority of people on the subreddit, don't like anime. Yeah. <laughs> So here we go talking about Cyborg 009 versus Devil Man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. Anime! Anime swag. All right, so this one comes from Trevor Slattery. Uh, he's asking, besides Gabrielle Union, Union, who's your ideal woman? Yo, bitch. Woo! Uh. Guess who's fucking yo, bitch? Guess who's fucking yo? Guess who's fucking yo, bitch? Uh. That song, that's a song by... Uh, 12th planet and loud pack all right it's called guess who okay and it's it's dope it's a slapper I'm a, certified I'm a, slapper i'm gonna check it out it, it speaks to me good yeah good uh for me she doesn't exist damn because all of my uh, my ideal women are anime waifus god damn <laughs> just kidding i don't i don't know that's a tough question to answer yeah it's i mean i am a man of moving goalposts personally as soon as I find my ideal woman, I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, she's too perfect though. Like, what was she hiding, right? This bitch doesn't even like top ramen. She shit. She doesn't even fuck me better when the rents do. <laughs> Shout outs to Future, his self titled album Future. The song is Rent Money. You fucking cowards. There you go. A lot of lot of references to rap music or music and anime so far. A lot of it's jam packed. I'm not even gonna put links up for these. Nah, nah. Just find them on your own. You can do it. Your baby mama fuck me better when the rents do. I'm gonna see if I can put auto tune on that. Oh man, go for it. Damn, that's gonna be sick if I can. Hell yeah. Shit. Next one comes from user Lakembra. Shout out to this man. Lakembra makes some hot ass music, dog. Oh word. Yeah, All yeah. Right. His music, his tunes are fit, bruv. All right. Fucking fit. Waxa tunes, bruv. I, I, you are on a level of chav that I cannot hope to achieve. <laughs> <laughs> his question says. Let's say you need to mentally prepare yourself for an upcoming event. It could be a sporting match, a public performance, etc. Should you fap in order to clear your head or not fap in order to preserve your masculine energy? Ooh, I'm going to say that depends largely on what it is you're doing. I know boxers and football players, they believe in the no fap. Yo, keep that testosterone going. But I think if you're doing something like chess or some sort of esport you don't want to be overhyped like a lot of those guys they'll take like adderall 
Yeah, popping Addies. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're looking for things to kind of cool them down and like keep you focused. So in that case, I would say, yeah, do fap, but just make sure it's like with plenty enough time so that you're not riding the I just fapped low. No, I don't. I don't believe in either of that. I believe you need to clear your head naturally. And I would say maybe like do some yoga or something, do a little bit of meditation. If you're, if you're about to go have sex and you haven't had sex in a while, or you haven't busted a fat load in a while, then go ahead and take care of that. But otherwise it's just kind of like, it's whatever. Or you can give her 30 seconds and then cover that shit <laughs> <laughs> give her give her the best 30 seconds of sex in her life hell yeah and then fucking pass out just bukkake everywhere and then you're done one man bukkake fest hell apocalypse yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this next one comes from user rella rella or rea rea i don't it's got two l's and we're in a spanish-speaking area so it's tough to tell yeah there's nah. la jolla la jala so yeah, long whatever Rella's uh, a good song by uh, Odd Future. Never heard it. Yeah, actually, maybe. No, I think it is just considered uh, Odd Future. That's a good one. It's dumb as fuck. It's, it's banging. Okay, I'll have to check it out. Let's see. Uh, how much do you think companies have to actively push for diversity? Let me start that read over. How much do you think companies have to actively push for diversity? Shit like Flickr's auto-tag tagging a picture of a black guy as an ape. The exact same shit happening with Google Photos. The Connect having so much trouble detecting black people, etc. Might not have happened if the development teams tested with black people. Have there ever been occasions where in retrospect things on a project you were on could have gone differently if the team was more diverse? That's a pretty interesting question. I feel like certain companies nowadays are are doing kind of affirmative action when it comes to hiring where you know they have to meet certain quotas oh we don't have any asians in the company oh but we but how do we not have any asians let's get some asians oh we what do you mean we don't have a lesbian you know things like that um but what you're talking about is a very real issue that has real life consequences not being able to detect dark-skinned people on the connect was kind of a big deal and I feel like that's just a failure to research your market. You know, you know that in the United States, Microsoft being an American company, you know that in the United States, there's a significant population of black people. They exist and they might be buying your product. And if your product doesn't work on them, uh, you got a problem. If, If like a noteworthy percentage of the population cannot use a product that isn't meant to exclude them, you have a problem on your hands. That was just a failure of proper testing. Yeah, if I recall correctly, one of the issues that they had was they did test with black people, but they tested in their like studio setup. Oh, so where the lighting was perfect. Yeah, they had enough room in the in the space. But I, the more pressing of the two is the fact that. The lighting was perfect. Of course. So, yeah, they tested with black people. Did they do a good job? No. Yeah. And why didn't anybody... And this was one of the problems with the Connect when it first came out was it wasn't detecting people well, period. Because Mm. most of the testing they did were in lighting conditions that were fucking perfect. Of course. I don't think that would have helped with diversity. 
unless if you were hiring a bunch of broke boys <laughs> yeah and or people from impoverished areas who who could simultaneously afford a connect i suppose yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they just got their tax return or something and they just bought a connect who knows diversity of thought maybe but not necessarily right. diversity of color because companies pushing for diversity to me has always been a big fucking scam yeah it's only to build goodwill in the eyes of the public my thoughts on it are if you are a company right you the first people that you hire aren't the most qualified people you hire your friends who happen to be qualified right and you hire your friends friends or your friends 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 who come in and they're qualified. People just want to work with their friends. Of course. Basically. And of course, in the offhand, you hire somebody that you don't know or somebody else doesn't know because their qualifications are out of this fucking world. Of course, there have been studies that have come out that have said if you have completely identical candidates, one being black, one being white, whichever race the person is who's hiring is more likely to choose whoever resembles them the closest. Right. That's pretty well studied and that's not just a hiring process thing people just favor those who they've grown up around yeah who they identify with so if you've grown up in a very diverse neighborhood you're less likely to have these sort of uh, leanings but that's not the case for most people most people have a family that looks one way and their neighborhood looks one way etc and, and but that also um not even just getting to skin color that you're less likely to get a job interview if you have a foreign sounding name or even a black name. Yeah. Yeah. Or even a black name. Like it's, I've changed my name on resumes before and really? sent them out. Yeah. My middle name is O'Brien. So I just go by Brian ah. and I put that on a resume and these aren't perfect testing conditions because I didn't submit both Brian and Denzel so they may have called me anyway who knows right but I got more responses as Brian than I did when I was just applying as Denzel that's interesting because Denzel is not even a super black name it's I mean my first association is Washington of course but people love him yeah he's great you should have gotten the fucking ask him (laughs) (laughs) um but I but yeah no there there's definite um oh shit but yeah, there's definite um, biases toward American names, and I'm giving very hard finger quotes here. Uh, but, but you know, we'll take fucking River and Skyler and America. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Your name is Chet. Yeah, my name is White as shit. I'm good. <laughs> when, and, they, when they see you, they can't tell what you are. No, no. And that's the best part. It's like, is this is this thing Indian? Like, what, what is he? Hmm. What are those? <laughs> and of course, when I do phone interviews, I I put on my proper voice and speak like a radio host. So when this brown man walks in, they don't know what to do with themselves. <laughs> I keep it super casual during job interviews. I don't swear anything. Yeah, but I let them know what it is. Although, if it's a job that I'm really trying to get, I tighten it up. I always put it on, and then, like, once I'm in... As I learn more about the company, I'll generally lower my guard until I reach that perfect point, mm-hmm. and then we're good, and I sail right there. Okay, perfect. And as far as Flickr 
and Google Photos tagging black people. The unfortunate part of this is that, yes, some apes and black people have similar skin tones. It happens. It happens. And there's nothing, there's really nothing that you can do about it. You can't delineate between fur and a black dude. Yeah. Like, you probably could at some point with better technology in the future, but at this point, it's kind of just... It was new. I mean, it's shit just, happens. It's a shitty thing, <laughs> shitty thing that happens. As long as you're not actively calling black people apes, you're good. Yeah. Giant Meaty Balls wants to know what we think of the popularization of black exploitation in porn. Like blacks.com. Yes, such as blacked.com. Um, it's an interesting thing. You know, there's always been black porn. There's always been interracial porn, or at least for a very long time. And some people call it just equality. Some people call it fetishism. You know, there's basically there's, there's Asian porn, there's black porn, there's Latino porn, and then there's just porn, which kind of implies that the default is white, which, hey, you know, just... Just anglicize everything. Some you know. some of that fucking man, the manness creeping in there. Yeah, stay woke. Keep stay woke. Thir- keep the third eye open when you're jerking <laughs> off. Go buy yourself an onk staff. <laughs> yeah. Get all hotepped out. <laughs> uh, so blacks.com. I don't go there myself, but to my understanding, it's focused on cuckolding and black men... Uh, dominating white women, effectively. I could be totally mistaken on that, so forgive me if I'm wrong. But let's assume that that's the case. Nobody's going to be mad at you for not looking at porn. I mean, I would. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what kind of happens with that as as a fetish? Um, Cuckolding has been around for a bit and it's always been um, a, a fetish that's aligned with shame and getting getting your rocks off through embarrassment. Usually it's men that are insecure about what they've got downstairs and then their wife or whoever brings in, you know, Mandingo and Mandingo shows her what a real man can do and this will happen in front of the husband and not always the case but it is often white men or white couples bringing in a black man taming the savage as it were you know it's funny because back in the day and don't ask me how i know about this because i used to do be into some nefarious shit when i was younger we all were there was a website called dark caverns (laughs) okay i don't remember if it was a dot net or dot com or whatever but Somebody had sent this to me because they wanted me to go on it and, like, just go do things and sure. such. And it was a site for courting uh, bulls, as it were. Mm. And it was definitely a lot of white people, but also it was used to meet black people in general for sex. Okay, sure. It was it was interesting. <laughs> I, I was on there for about a day. I chatted with some people. I'm not trying to kink shame. A lot of fucked up people on there. 
Well, I believe it. There was this. The reason why I remember it is because this stands out in my mind as a perfect example of why you shouldn't let your kids use the internet. Mm. Uh, and by kids, I mean anybody under the age of I don't know twenty seven. <laughs> it's fucked up. There was a young man that was on there, and I don't. I just started chatting with the random people that were on there, mm-hmm. and this young guy hit me up, and I didn't have any pictures posted because I didn't plan on actually staying on the site. Right. And he hits me up. He asks me for my specs or whatever. I don't know what the term is for human anatomy, but (laughs) how big my dick was, how tall I am, how much I weighed. And I just made up some figures, Mm -hmm. gave that information to him. And he was just like, all right, great. I want you to fuck my mom. Wow. And I was like, I'm. And at the time, of course, I was fucking laughing (laughs) my ass off. It's still kind of funny now, but it's just much more creepy. Yeah, that's really weird. And I asked him, I I had to ask him, I was like, are you going to be watching? And he was just like, yeah, I'll be in the closet watching. Oh, shit. And I was like, no, (laughs) no, thank you. I I I didn't continue the conversation from there because... The next question I was going to ask was, does your mom know about this? Yeah. And I didn't really want to know yeah, the answer no, that's to that. okay. But anyway. <sighs> that's fucking weird. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that's that's not even really cucking, cuckoldry. No, but it's along a similar vein. Yeah. And like, it's, I think for cuckoldry, it might be for people who may grapple with the idea of fragile masculinity Mm -hmm. because if you're if you're stuck on the idea that somebody having sex with your wife or your girlfriend is the biggest sin there is if you're a man and you get off on being embarrassed yeah that's going to be something that you want to do yeah something that you want to pursue An, an interesting um thing that plays into that is that a lot of these guys that that participate in this they're usually pretty wealthy so these are are like powerful men and who have people sucking up to them all day, and then here comes this person that they probably look down upon, whether consciously or subconsciously, coming in and just shaming them, just getting in there and doing things to their wife in front of them that they probably cannot achieve, and it, it's this like bringing them down several pegs all at once. It's like um. Watching watching Cirque du Soleil, but with your wife and a black man <laughs> with a Perfect. huge dick. You got it. <laughs> the next question comes from Mulkers. He asks, you mentioned you play magic. Do you play competitively or are you a casual scrub? Okay, so I touched on this briefly in the subreddit, but for all y'all to hear and to give more thoughts on it. I used to play competitively. I would never grinded it out at PTQs and stuff because I didn't have the time to commit to that. And I didn't feel like spending a bunch of money on Magic. But when I played competitively, you know, I would win FNMs. I, I could beat almost anyone if we just anteed up. But I never, I never did any like super grinding. Currently, I haven't been playing much. Just, I don't know, the, the last couple of sets that came out just really didn't do it for me. I was pretty disappointed by Zendikar. But I haven't been playing much lately, just because the last couple of sets haven't really done it for me. So I, I switched to Modern, but 
then I also didn't want to drop another like $100 to finish tuning my deck. So I just kind of stopped for now. I still play casually right now, but I'll probably get back into FNMs and stuff at some point. Stifilis420 says, Dick mentioned today on the live stream that you, Denzel, met him when you attended the live recording they did for the biggest problem in the universe. I'm curious about that. You must have left quite the impression on them for them to have you on as a guest later. Yeah, man. Denzel's a cool guy. Fucking thing. <laughs> if there's any sort of interesting story behind that, I would love to hear it. I'll tell the story. It's not a very entertaining one or a very exciting one, but um, here it is. At the biggest problem in the universe recording, there was a meetup at a bar afterwards. And I went to the bar and kind of just chatted those dudes up. There were When I went, there were only like maybe four four or five different listeners there oh okay so the recordings weren't that big i want to say there were 50 people in each showing Mm -hmm. or show that they did and we were there for about an hour and afterwards there was the bar meetup gotcha and a few times i had emailed dick about black history month problems that he could bring in Mm -hmm. because i thought it would be super funny to have him talk talk about black history month stuff yeah that yeah. <laughs> and around a little bit earlier, uh, I think it was after the live show, but I don't completely remember. I had done gameobliterator.biz for Asterios. Yeah. You should check it out. Video gameobliterator.biz. Back then it was just called Game Obliterator because he didn't discriminate between tabletop and video games. Ha. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if he actually wrote anything about tabletop games. But either way, uh, that's his site. That's his site. And I guess I had emailed Dick enough to where he was just like, fuck it, come on the show. Cool. And it may have been, I don't know what, how that happened. Because prior to that, I don't think they had had any other fans on. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, can't think of any. Maybe Asterios, if you count him, but he's like actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's very funny, and I'm just kind of a dude from the internet, right? But I no. don't know. I'm I've got a chill demeanor. I'm yeah, whatever. I'm non-threatening, except if you're a woman, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, so I'm a little behind baseball for you listeners at home. On my dating profile, I have referenced my podcast more than once. And there are some things on here that I cannot say to a woman that I have never met before, including the story of the woman who thought I was going to roofie her. Yeah. So now. Not a good look. Now I can't. Now I have to take that off. of. Not to say that this is some kind of shining thing that I can prop up and say, like, look at my podcast. I'm so cool with a podcast. Listen to me and chat. No. No, Okay. But consider this. A woman listens to this podcast, hears about this woman that you went on 20-some-odd dates with who's still checking her drinks for roofies, and she thinks, wow, this bitch is crazy. Denzel seems like a nice guy who would never do that to me. Or, conversely, she could just say, well, it's probably for the best that I stay away from this person. Yeah, one or the other. (laughs) (laughs) All right, either way, that's more or less how I ended up on that show. Cool. And there's, it's not super interesting, but it's something that had happened. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do thank Dick and Maddox for putting me on. That was cool. I wish that I was smarter about it. In retrospect, I would have started building a personal brand back then. 
Yeah. Instead of waiting until four appearances on the dick show. Yeah, whatever. Four is a good number. Yeah, yeah. Last one comes from Sir Schrodinger's Cat. What's one thing that you hate with a burning passion but everyone else seems to love? I don't know. Uh, Big Bang Theory, League of Legends. But I mean, th- those things have haters plenty. I, if I don't like something, I just don't pay attention to it. Yeah, I'm on that same page. I really don't pay attention to anything that I, I'm not a fan of. Yeah. Why, why, why let that negativity get you down? So, I know the Oscars were yesterday or earlier, whenever you're listening to this, but... uh, It was two days ago. It was two days ago. Oh, well, shows how much I care. (laughs) (laughs) But the movie that I care about that has come out recently is uh, Get Out, directed, written and directed by Jordan Peele. And uh, have you seen it? No, I haven't. I recommend it highly. Um, I'm not a fan of the horror genre. I just don't give a shit about horror movies. They're stupid, in my opinion. But this one, defying all odds of horror movies, got really good reviews all across the board. So I'm like, okay, what's going on here? So I went and checked it out. Really good movie. Highly recommend it. And um, Denzel, as a melanin-rich man yourself... I feel you will resonate with certain tones of this movie. And if you are a listener who is um, a tad fairer skinned, understand that what the main character does felt very realistic to me. <laughs> so, so okay, let me ask you. Is the main character how normal people would react in a horror movie? Well, it's not... It, this isn't like a horror movie where it's like there's a monster or like a killer or, you know, it, it's nothing super paranormal. So it's just really creepy people. And how the guy reacts in a lot of ways is with caution and skepticism, but he's not trying to mess things up because he's afraid of how all of these white faces are going to perceive him. Fair enough. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah, check it I'll, out. Try to, I'll try to find a nice not white lady to go with. Oh man, I, I brought my white girlfriend. Oh shit. <laughs> I mean, she she does she even count as white? She's basically like a mixed bag of Pocky and high shoes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, Chet, speaking of Pocky and Haichus, you are going to their country of origin. I'm going to the motherland, baby. I'm headed to Japan. Nippon. Nippon Ichibansai. Japan. So, uh, yeah, I'm headed out to Japan. Um, this is going to be my second time there. I went in the December. I went in December of 2015. And it was such a cool place. I said, all right. I'm bringing more people. We're going back. And uh, I expect to have a real good time. So I'm not going to be here for the next couple of weeks. So uh, you'll lose a little bit of your Latin flair for the show. But, I, you know, you'll manage. So tell me tell me about your first trip in Japan. What kind of stuff did you guys get up to? Did you go to Beer Mountain? No, but I think I have to. <laughs> I can't remember what region of Japan it is, but... It's called Beer Mountain, I, and oh, I need to go. Yeah, I'm. 
you can live vicariously through me when I go to Beer Mountain. It may not be anywhere near where I'm going. So, um, so my first time there, we went to Tokyo and stayed in Tokyo for the most part. We ventured out a little bit, but largely speaking, we stayed in Tokyo, um, which is huge, by the way. And, um, you know, it's there's a lot of just touristy bullshit to do. And I was with two girls, one of whom uh, is vegetarian, not really much fucking boring. Oh, yeah. She's vegetarian, doesn't really like to party. Just, you know, pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but she also spoke the most Japanese. Oh, fucking boring. I know. Yeah, she's boring. Okay. But she was the one that spoke the most Japanese out of us, so it was definitely like a good pick to to bring along. But um, there was one night. Oh, so there was her, and then there was my friend Connie, who she's kind of my partner in crime. If I drag her along to something, I know we're going to make we're going to have fun in some form, even if everything's terrible. We're at least going to have fun together. So one night, boring-ass Lorraine got really pissed off because she was hangry for a while and just didn't like how the two of us handled that. So she was all sulky and shit. So she was going to stay in the room for the rest of the night. It's like 8 p.m. So we're like, okay, well, we wanted to go drinking one of these nights. So we're going to go drinking. We were staying in Shinjuku, which is the district of Tokyo. And in Shinjuku is a it's like a two block radius of just dive bars. It's called Golden Guy. What's unique about Golden Guy is that it's really, really tiny dive bars. They're they're called the Izakayas. Izakayas in America are totally different, but they're they're Izakayas. They're tiny little bars where they're super intimate and you just get drunk with your bartender and everything's fantastic. And there's a million of these because it's two blocks of two stories of just tiny ass bars. And recently it's caught on among foreigners. So you'll find a lot of foreigners there who are great to drink with. You you can find, you know, British people, Australians, Chinese, Korean. Everyone wants to come drinking Golden Guy. But another thing that I was told about that I had to do was chuhai. Chuhai is a generic term for basically any highball drink. Dude, sidebar, there's a brand of drink here at a sushi bar that I go to called chuhai. Yes. And it's like Smirnoff ice. Precisely. But... One that you can't really get in America is uh, Chuhai Strong or Strong Zero. It's the same thing. It's still Smirnoff Ice, but twice as strong. So it's 9% in a tall boy, and it tastes really fucking good. So we went to this local 7-Eleven. There's no public drinking laws in Japan. Oh, so you can walk around on the streets and drink? Hell yeah. Oh, this sounds like the place for me. Oh, it's so good. So Connie and I were like, all right, fuck it. Let's get some Chuhai. And we were just, we're walking to, to our train. And, you know, we figured we don't want to waste a bunch of time. So we pound these things. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> then we get to our station or to, or to our stop for Golden Guy, which is like one stop over. 
And we're like, you know what? That chew high was really good. Let's get another. So we go to that 7-Eleven and we found new flavors. And we're like, oh, this shit's gonna be lit. And uh, so we, we pace ourselves a little bit on this one. And I don't recall if we... No, we had dinner, but it wasn't a very large one. And yeah, uh, you gotta just fit in the drinking where you can. Yeah, pretty much. You don't want to stuff yourself with food. Come on now. <laughs> what is that? It's useless. I'm getting carbs from this anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, by this time, we're already pretty good. Like, we're, we're feeling it. But we're in Golden Guy. You gotta go bar hopping. And we didn't end up running into this guy. Um, it was a dude from Brooklyn and his German friend. The German guy had been living in Japan, just likes going out drinking. And the dude from Brooklyn, I don't actually know what his story was. I'm pretty sure he was lying to me. But whatever the case, it was a guy from New York. And uh, so we just went out just drinking with these guys. But uh, we drank a lot. And what happens when you drink too much is uh, you might throw up. So Connie threw up outside. And, you know, it's like, okay, well, I guess that means it's time to go. You know, I mean, by this point, it was like 12, 1 o'clock. I have never seen her in particular go from, hey, I'm having a great time to I can't move. I can't do shit right now. I'm just going to puke and lay on the floor. Now we're outside in a foreign country. Japan's a safe place, but I'm not about to leave a woman outside overnight. That's not happening. And I'm like, fuck. Because so, I'm almost as drunk as she was. She's smaller than me. So, hey. <laughs> I speak the least Japanese out of the three of us. I bar- barely spoke any then. I barely speak any now. But I have to find a way to get back. And there is no way I'm getting her ass on a train. Because she cannot walk. I have to, like, prop her up and kind of, like, drag her along. So, I'm like, okay, shit. Well, the, tr- the station's close. The- our stop is only one stop over. Like, we can do this. No, we can't. So I have to find a cat, a taxi. But there's not a lot of taxis. So I have to find a good Samaritan who will call us a taxi. So I have to cross the street. But those those streets don't stay, uh, those crosswalks don't stay very long. So I have to carry her while drunk. And uh, I made it across the street. I didn't drop her. I dropped everything else. One, one of the things I had on me was a, uh, a little uh, catch-upon thing filled with coins all over the street and there's this group of high school students standing there bust out laughing just ah! <laughs> oh my god the Japanese people are very polite no one would do this except for those fuck ass little shits that just saw me embarrass myself and I, I'm so fucked up I don't, I don't know what to do to these kids but one of them was nice and decided, okay, let me help these guys out. And she ended up calling me a cab. And uh, I'm still puking. And uh, I'm getting in the cab. So I have to, like, catch what she's puking because I'm not about to mess up this man's cab. It, it was, it, Yeah, it was gross. Fucking it was gross. I was drunk. But, hey, some people are into that. You, so. you go so far for a woman who is not your girlfriend. I would do that for... Would you catch my puke? You know? No. All right. All right. There it is. There it is. (laughs) I don't know. I felt like responsible for her in this state. 
like I don't know. I feel like if if, if for some reason you also got to that state, I would at least feel obligated to take care of you. I think I think in in a world where you and I are getting comparably drunk, you would be probably passed out before I would get to the point where you were with her. Yeah, I am willing to uh, I'm willing to place that bet. But if for some reason that did happen, I got your back. Oh, thank you. I don't know if I got your puke, but I got your back. I think I could just put you or Connie on my back and yeah. just piggyback you to wherever we need to go. Yeah, it'll be great. No, okay, it, it wasn't it wasn't like she was vomiting at this point. It was just kind of like, you know, the the post puke dribbles. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like a, a parent with a child <laughs> more than anything. Mm-hmm. I, did you throw out all the clothes that you were wearing that day? No, actually, none of it got on me. No, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was all in my hand, and I washed the shit out of that hand. But no, none of it actually got on my clothes. I was very thankful for that because I would have tossed that shit. Um, yeah, we got to the room, and both of us are too drunk to operate a key. So both of us are too drunk to operate a key. So Lorraine gets all pissed off at us because now it's like three in the morning and she was asleep. Like, how do y'all not know how to operate a fucking key? Well, as it turns out, she went to uh, Japan again afterward and she got some chuhai. She couldn't use a key. Good for her. She had to call me up and say, hey, I'm sorry. I understand now. I understand the wonders of Chuhai. So the moral of the story is Chuhai is delicious and you should all drink it. That's the end of it. <laughs> That's the end of the moral. <laughs> Man, look. It's it's Japan. And is she going with you guys? Yeah. I yo, holler holler at your boy when when I will go next time because the the trip for Trinidad and Tobago that I was supposed to leave on for last last week, yeah, uh, got canceled. Clearly, yeah, that's why I'm still sitting here. Hey, and speaking of fucking which, we'll get back to Japan in just a second. I just want to say how shitty it is using a flight aggregator site that'll buy the ticket for you as a whole. So mm. before prior to. Prior to me not being able to go or prior to this whole problem that I had with my flight shit, I wasn't able to go because my PTO was approved. Then it was unapproved at work and it was a whole shit show. So I had to cancel a flight and that ticket was $900 or those tickets were $900. And my assumption was, fuck, I'm really going to have to eat the cost for these tickets. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the case. Sure. Or it may may or may not be the case. That has yet to be proven. Oh. Because when I called the airline on Thursday, the day of the flight, to cancel my reservation, my whole itinerary, they told me that the flight leaving San Diego was pushed from 2.30 in the afternoon to 10 p.m. Oh, what? To 10.40 p.m. to be specific. Okay. And... So I was flying from San Diego to Fort Lauderdale to Barbados to Port of Spain in Trinidad and Tobago. Okay. Because those are the kinds of flights that you can expect from a shitty little airport. Hey. My expectation was, okay, I'm going to get on this flight. This is prior to me not being able to actually go. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get on this flight. 
I'm going to go to Fort Lauderdale, chill for 30 minutes, get on my flight, fly to Barbados, chill for, I don't know, maybe a half hour or something. I forgot how long the layover was. Mm-hmm. It was probably like two hours or something like that. Okay. But either way, I have family who live in Barbados, and that's what I planned on doing. I planned on hanging out with family, coming back to the airport. But no, that wasn't the case. With the pushback of that first flight, I literally missed every connecting flight, <laughs> or I would have missed every connecting flight. So had I been able to go, I would have been the most angry fucking person on the planet. Yeah. And they... So I'm on the phone with Expedia because this is who I booked the flight through, through another aggregator site that I've used. Mm-hmm. And what they tell me is, sorry, we can't refund you. What the fuck? And I say, look, are you fucking kidding me right now? Are you telling me that you cannot refund my fucking flight, even though I would have missed every single fucking flight to my destination and would have had to sit in airports for three days in order to get to where I wanted to go? Is that what you're telling me? And they were just like, well, I'm sorry, sir. We're not responsible for that. Or it's up to the airlines to be able to decide. And it's like, no, fuck you. Refund my money. This is on you. I even bought the travel insurance, which turns out to be a fucking huge scam because they won't do anything for you. It's like they say we'll refund you if... If the airlines make a change in their plans or if there's an act of God or if you get hurt. And... I I legit tried to scam them at first in back in December because the first change they made because I was stupid and bought my tickets too far out ahead. Mm. The first change they made was on the flight back from Port of Spain. So I'd be flying from Port of Spain to Toronto back to San Diego. Oh, yeah. Initially the layover in Toronto was an hour and a half. Okay. And I would have gotten back in the daytime in San Diego. It's only a four and a half hour flight. Mm -hmm. And I would have gotten back in San Diego in time enough to make it to work that same day. Mm. What ended up happening was the first thing they did was they pushed back that flight. The first change they made was like, yo, it went from an hour and a half layover or whatever to 10 hours. You get to chill in Toronto for 10 hours. You're going to be there overnight. You're going to have to sleep in the airport. And I was just like, fuck you. Give me a refund. And then, of course, they said, well, we can't do that. Yeah. Because, you know, this, is, this isn't something that we can do. And I said, what the fuck do you mean this isn't something you can do? Yeah. This I literally can't make it to work the same day. Which I was being a bit dramatic about it because that's what you do when you want to get your money back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you play it up a little. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And I wasn't genuinely upset about it because I have a lot of friends who live in Toronto. Right. So I can just go out, drink all night, and then come back. It wouldn't be a big deal. Hey. But I tried to cancel it then. Mm. So they have on file at Expedia that I tried to cancel my flight the first time back then. Right. And I was just like, look, just give me my fucking money back. It's not that big of a deal. And they said, okay, well, no, we can't. So, Sorry. And I said, fuck you. And I hang up the phone. And this time, I'm sitting on the phone and I get escalated to a fucking manager. I call on Thursday, speak to a nice lady. She says, okay, we'll look into getting you a refund. You should hear from us in 24 to 48 hours. I say, perfect. That sounds perfect. To nobody's surprise, nobody fucking calls me. Of course not. And so I'm sitting with my fucking thumb up my ass 
And I'm like, shit, man, when the fuck are they going to call me? And I couldn't call yesterday while I was at work because the big excuse on Thursday when I had called was that I had called too late and Liat Airlines, which is the shittiest airline on the planet, wouldn't refund my money if they couldn't talk to the people at the airline. Okay. And I said, okay, that's fine. Here I am Tuesday, and I called bright and early this morning at a good old 10 a.m. PST to make sure everybody's open. But no, here I am sitting on the fucking phone for over an hour and a half just to get escalated to a fucking supervisor. (sighs) And I just said, give me my fucking money back. You guys are so fucking irresponsible. Your employee told me on Thursday, and I canceled in good faith on Thursday, that... My flight at 10.30 would cause me to miss all of my connecting flights. So you need to refund my money. And he was just like, well, we can't do that. It's up to the airline. And I just wanted to leap through that fucking phone and strangle that man. Oh, my God. All right. So I've gone on a very long. Did you go to the robot cafe in Japan? No. uh, The other two, the ladies said it was too touristy. They didn't want to deal with that bullshit. That sounds like a boring excuse. It's also like 50 bucks a head. Oh, okay. That seems more reasonable. (laughs) Did you guys see any live shows out there? We saw this one band. It was just a a small local band. We went because they were having good drink deals as well. It started with like a a jam band and they kind of sucked. But then the actual band started playing. That was good. But then like the visuals were super fucking weird. And like, have you ever seen medical footage of the inside of a vagina? I have getting fucked no yeah it was that <laughs> but yeah that that was happening so we're like this is weird let's go god what what did we do we went to the kawaii monster cafe which was pretty cool it was like if you're familiar with harajuku style it was very harajuku style but like one section of the cafe was like uh alice in wonderland inspired uh, another section of it was like sweets and candies and like macarons and stuff another part of it was like gothic kind of gothic lolita but more gothic than lolita it was pretty cool the uh the whole place was all about their like rainbows and bright colorful bullshit and like they had rainbow pasta which was what is that it's just pasta but it's different colors there was like some stupid some of the it was like spaghetti um and like some of the some of the noodles were yellow kind of how a little bit more yellow than normal there were green blue red and orange and it was just spaghetti it was good but it was rainbow so it was cool yeah you know thirsty bullshit fair enough what else did you get up to out there you do any like athletics or anything like that nah i mean to be perfectly honest, the Tokyo has shopping, good food, touristy bullshit, and parks. Okay. And we only we we sort of knew a couple of people out there, but what they wanted to do was also kind of touristy stuff. Like we went out into like karaoke and stuff, so that was cool. Um because their karaoke bars, they have Asian-style karaoke bars in California and throughout. If you're unfamiliar, they're personal booths. You have your own machine. It's it's a good time. But in there, I don't know, it's just kind of higher quality and like more of a big deal. 
and they're fucking everywhere. So that was kind of cool. Uh, I had another friend who happened to be there in Japan that weekend. I tell him, yo, we're at the karaoke con uh, in Shibuya up this street. And he's like, okay, cool. I'm right outside. And we get there and we're, he's not, he's not outside. I'm like, yo, are you sure you're at the karaoke con on this hill in Shibuya? He's like, yeah. And I look it up and there's another one around the corner, literally Starbucks style. Hey, I'm at this Starbucks on fifth, but I'm at the Starbucks on fifth. It was one of those. Yeah, get your karaoke on while you're in Japan. <laughs> okay, all right. Worth checking out, worth checking out. Any other good stories from Nippon, glorious Japan? Okay, so the trains. If you've probably seen, like, the stuffed subway trains, or just trains, where, like, you know, people are sardined in there and they're, like, you know, pressed against the sides and you have to turn their feet to stand in that's not really how it goes except at rush hour in the morning when everyone's trying to get to work and the last train at night we took the last train once not on purpose it was just we were out and we just happened to catch the last train and when we when we got on that train we we're kind of toward the front of where everyone was getting on. So it's like, okay, there's going to be a lot of people on here. Got it. And then more people get on. And we're like, okay, this is pretty cramped. And then more people get on. We're like, okay, that's it. That This is stuffed. We're asses to elbows here. Then more people get on. We're like, no. Yes. <laughs> more people come on. And it was absurd. Like, you didn't really have space to put your hands up if they weren't already up. So if you were not already grabbing a rail, you weren't getting your arm up. It was that tight. And uh, um, Lorraine is an attractive woman. So naturally she got mildly groped on the train. She didn't even realize it too because she was standing in front of the seats. And apparently there was a high school kid who was just like had his hand on her ass the whole time. And she wasn't even aware of it. Because she just figured like that was part of the scenery of so many people being fucking stuffed in there. It wasn't until he moved that she was like, wait, that was his hand. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, some repugnant shit. Don't ever do that if you're on a crowded train. But uh, she, thought, she thought it was amusing. That's how you get the shit kicked <clears throat> out of you. Well, try that in New York. See what happens. Jesus. <laughs> that's fucked. Yeah fucking weirdos man she wasn't she wasn't really that upset she was found it amusing but would not anytime we got on a crowded train after that it was like she was pressed up against me like this is not does nikki know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think so (laughs) (laughs) but yeah all right cool that's legit the, the transfer trip but yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to, to describe a lot of the shit that we did. It was just a cool place. And if you get a chance to travel there, I'd recommend it. It's a cool place. <laughs> All right. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me, Playboy. Yeah. All right, Chet. We decided, rather, Twitter decided for you mm-hmm. that you should do Chet in the Box. Mm-hmm. Some people were torn on whether or not they wanted to see it in video form or in audio form, so we did both. Right. 
hopefully the video hopefully i'm responsible enough to get the video up by the time this show goes up and we'll see (laughs) we'll see yes we'll see because we're not getting another shot at it for another two weeks so yeah i mean i i i may give you chet in the box japan edition but that'll be very different because there was at least some semblance of production quality here there it's going to be shot on a cell phone yeah yeah i mean by he uses the term production quality very loosely by the way some semblance okay (laughs) let's give him let's give him a little taste of what your what your thoughts on what you tried are okay so For my first week of Chet in the Box, I felt it only natural that I go to Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box is not one of my restaurants of choice. It's not my usual cuisine. But I was taken in by the triple bacon buttery jack and decided to give it a try. The triple bacon buttery jack is lacking. It is a one-note meal. It tastes like bacon and salt and bacon and bacon and salt. Uh, and if you've ever had a buttery jack, the biggest criticism I had heard about the buttery jacks before trying one was that it's too buttery. Which, I mean, to me, that's, come on now, it's a buttery jack. Of course it's going to be buttery. No, you have no idea. When you take a bite, you feel it. You feel that shit seeping into your mouth. And just spreading its buttery goodness around. And it's, it's, you feel violated a little bit. You know, to be honest, I didn't hate it. I don't think I would order it again. I'll give it a six out of 10. That's a pretty high score. You know, I, I feel like if it had just lettuce and tomatoes and like other stuff on it so that it wasn't just meat, cheese, bacon, it would probably be pretty good. And with less butter. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, shit, Chet. I'm glad you enjoyed your first uh, first round of Chet in the Box. Hopefully we get to see one from Japan. Eat a live squid or some puffer fish. We'd like to see that. Shit, fuck with it. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> or uh, if you can find a chitza out there. Yo, I might look for a chitza. Oh, try to get one of those fucking hot dog uh, pizzas. The pizzas with the hot dogs in the in the crust yeah. with the mayo all over it. Yeah, all right viewers, here's a uh here's a challenge for y'all. Find me some shit to eat in Japan. Find like some interesting cool shit at like any any chain restaurant and I got your back. And I might film some of it. Hell yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. I guess we're on to my portion of the show. Where I sit here and I bloviate about different types of things for for no reason. Usually IT things. IT things. This time it's not IT. Uh-oh. This time it's lifestyle things. Uh-oh. Gave up a lot of shit to live this here lifestyle. Right. Yeah, have you never heard that song? Yeah, you know, it does not ring a bell. It's it's Rich Homie Quan and Young Thug, Lifestyle. Oh, yeah, that's why I haven't heard it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, just to give you guys a dating update, it's not going well out here for your boy. Yeah, it's dry out in California. I, I Despite all the rain. Yeah, shit it, happens. 
I've received some dating advice. I uh, I try bowling. Going to a bowling alley is only cre- in creepiness. It's only second to going to a roller rink by yourself. I mean, there are creepier places, but I think you've got better sense than to go to like a park without a child, like a like a playground. Okay, yeah, okay. If we're talking about creepiness here, then bowling by yourself is number three. Number two, roller skating by yourself. And number one, sitting in a park where there's a playground by yourself. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Hey, actually, did you know that uh, there was a, uh, a a Los Angeles-based lawmaker of some sort? I don't know if it was city council or someone like that, trying to put a ban on all adults without children in all uh, parks that have playgrounds. Now, what's stupid about that? Is that that doesn't it doesn't take into account how long you're in there. So if you're just jogging through, you can get sighted. That's stupid. It's stupid That's as hell. That's super stupid. That whoever proposed that is fucking dumb. It, it got laughed at from all sides. Good. Because fuck them. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they in order to save space, they put a playground in a park that used to be near where I live, where there's also a big kickball and baseball and softball field hey. and where you can set up a soccer field. And there's also a dog park on the other side. So are you, this person is proposing limiting access to everybody who doesn't have kids to that fucking park. I go to that rec center. That's at that park to play ping pong. And you better have some kids in tow. It's fucking stupid. You could be a parent and just not have your kid with you. <laughs> that person, whoever whoever proposed that should be fired. There's That's a good chance so of that. so dumb. There's a good chance of that. That's one of the dumbest things that I've ever seen in my life I, or heard in my life. I kind of get the, the thinking behind it. I don't. Well, it's why are you at a park without kids? So I can fucking the- get some free exercise. Are you kidding me? I don't want to pay $49 a month to run on a treadmill. This There's is, a big patch of grass out here that's easy on the joints. This is clearly someone who does not appreciate the freer things in life. Yeah, right? I afford a gym membership. Why can't everybody? Mm. Oh, I don't want to run on the fucking pavement. It's bad for my joints. <laughs> As if I'm a fucking 80-year-old man out here and shit. Yeah. Or I have a dog. I, I don't have kids because I got a vasectomy, a botched vasectomy when I was younger, <laughs> and now I'm permanently incapable of having kids. But now I have this little fur child with me. And fuck anybody who refers to their pets as their fur children. <laughs> it's my baby. Fuck that. Yeah. Not a fan. Today, I'm, I'm coming in a little bit hot, Chet. I'm not going to lie. It's okay. We this, all fucking, have this fucking flight shit has been pissing me off. And the back of your mind is eating away at you. Yeah, it is. They told me at the resolution for all that was they told me to call back in five days. Five days? Yeah, because they need to pull down the recording of the call that I received or that I made on uh, on on Thursday. Okay. So, fuck it. I'm, fuck it. All fuck right, it, fuck well, it, fuck it. Good luck. Bowling. I just went bowling by myself. And that was it? Yeah, I just went through through a few balls. There, I, there wasn't like a league going on or any there. There weren't a group of older divorcees or divorcees. I don't know how you say it. Either either or, they weren't around. Hmm. So I, I I should probably find a league to join. 
Yeah, and then you're I, in a bowling league. I didn't I didn't fall or embarrass myself at all. Well, that's good. So whatever. Yeah. Renting a lane by yourself is fucking expensive. Yeah, that's not something I've ever done. Yeah, because it's fucking weird. And yeah. Creepy. I also generally don't like bowling. You know, I'm not a fan either. Yeah. I don't like um I don't like single player sports. And yes, you can bowl with eight people. But you're not actually competing against them. You're just trying to get a high score. What you do never changes. And what they do doesn't affect you, except psychologically. doesn't change the game at all. Yeah, that's true. I don't like it. Yeah, it's very overrated. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's really all I've done so far. I've been on my <laughs> dating profile, and somebody... somebody Gave me some terrible dating advice. Oh? Yeah, their advice was be yourself. Oh, no, don't do that. No, you never want to be yourself, ever. You want to be somebody else. When I say that you want to be somebody else, I don't know who that somebody else that you want to be is, but it's certainly not you. You, For me, I'd tailor it based on who I'm trying to get at. Some people like it when when you're real subtle and, you know, just understated. Other people like it when you're wildly oversexual and could definitely have the cops called on you. Some people enjoy that. Uh, Yeah. uh, It's not fun. I have on my, on my dating profile, I have a bunch of jokes where I had a bunch of jokes before I removed them (laughs) because the jokes don't play unless if you have a specific type of humor Mm. and it seems less and less likely that women would think any of that stuff is funny. Gotcha. I, well, I did find two women that laughed at my profile, yeah, that's and I'm not attracted to either of them. Of course. What kind of jokes do you have on there? Uh, let's see. One of the questions on the site is six things you could never do without. Okay. And so, of course, I list eight things. Naturally. Uh, one is, this is, I don't have the profile in front of me, so I can't list them verbatim, but essentially it says, you asking about your shoes, changing myself, visiting parents, planning for the future while simultaneously maintaining my spontaneity, <laughs> and uh, let's just say my cat uh, is number six. Number seven is easy jokes. <laughs> and eight is my inability to count. There you go. That's that's clever enough. <laughs> yeah, right. There, it's not a great joke, but it's a joke. You got to chuckle. It's a nice, soft joke. Yeah. And one of the other jokes that I wrote in my profile, which somebody, the cuter of the two women that I'm not attracted to, laughed at. <laughs> okay. It asks you what your favorite things are in specific mediums. So, favorite book, favorite music, mm-hmm. favorite movie, favorite food, sure, so on and so forth. And I put in that section, I only listen to music that makes me want to quit my job and or run away with a beautiful woman or commit nonviolent crimes. <laughs> I don't have any other good jokes for the other things. Sure. and It literally says I don't have any other good jokes nice. for the other things. And... That that somebody specifically saw that and thought that was very funny. All right, but I'm telling you, none of those jokes play to a wide audience. I don't know. I don't think those are. I, when you said that you had jokes in there that you don't think women would appreciate, I was expecting something a little more niche. Like I don't know. Those are pretty tame. 
Yeah, they're they're pretty tame. Like, if you want to throw air quotes around it, jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's like humor for dating profiles. Yes, yeah, for sure. It's not anything that's actually very funny. It's very it's designed to appeal across a broad of audience as possible, with the exception of putting in the portion about nonviolent crimes. I don't think that actually plays to anybody. Um, Except for the one person that hit me up about it. There you go. I don't know. When I think of nonviolent crimes, I think of drugs. So you'd probably resonate with a stoner chick who's not so stoned that she doesn't get your joke. Okay. All right. That's, yeah. I guess it's one of those if the shoe fits things. So whatever you have in your mind is what you're applying to it. Uh, All right. Let's get into voicemails. Let's get some voicemails. Chet, Denzel, I know you guys love Samurai Jack. Don't tell me you don't love Samurai Jack, because I know you do. I just wanted to make sure you guys are aware that there's a new Samurai Jack, new season Samurai Jack, coming out in the next couple of months, and I just want to hear that you're stoked for it. Let me know. Peace. I am in fact stoked for Samurai Jack. That shit's gonna be sick. Yeah, dude. I'm. I. I've been avoiding like looking up trailers and stuff because I don't like overhyping myself for things that are far off. But when that shit drops, I'm marathoning it. Yeah, same, same. It can't be helped. It's gonna be fucking sick. Hell yeah. Yo, it's your boy Officer Bandai from Twitter. So look. I called in because you guys wanted me to call in, right? So I'm calling in because I'm worried about them, man. I'm worried, all right? I got my ear to these streets. Here's what the streets are telling me, bro, that it's looking real, real sad out there for Denzel, man, all right? And as the official ambassador from the streets, your boy, Officer Band-Aid, it is my duty that you just you gotta step your game up bro you gotta step your game up all right so i'm gonna give you some tips all right i'm gonna give you a little bit just a little bit of game okay all right so look one thing i noticed man and look i want you to think about this think about this right as like randy's critique of your script all right i'm not trying to to put you down okay i'm trying to build you up bro trying to build you up all right so, your podcast, right? If your podcast and how you talk on your podcast is any indication whatsoever of how you interact with women, that's probably the number one issue, bro. When you talk, bro, it's like, it's like someone has just sucked the air out of the room, sucked all the life out of the room, bro. The energy is low. You just sound like you just have no passion, no desire, no condition for anything. Right? Compare with your boy Chet, right? Chet, I think that's his name. When that dude talks about like his fighting game, you could hear the life, the passion, the conviction in his voice. You could tell that, hey, this is something I love. This is something I love to do. But when you hear Denzel talk, it's just like, he's just like, whatever, man. He's just kind of like floating, like he's just off in space, just like, just chilling, man. Just like, yo, whatever, man. It's whatever. He seems kind of down kind of sad and if you're talking to girls like that bro like they don't want to hear that 
they want to hear someone that's confident, that's that's has energy, that's passionate. Five minutes later. Fun fact: When I was younger, people called me Eeyore because of the way that I talk. I can see that. This is not something that I can help. Even even when I'm juiced up, even when I'm angry about something, this is how I've always spoken. There is definitely ways to draw out the fire in you, though, because I've heard you pop off. Yes, yeah, uh, and so, it involves drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Get, if it, oh, God. Yes, yeah, it does involve drinking. Pretty much. Yeah. I can't get drunk for every date. No, that would be reckless and unhealthy. Yeah. So, I mean, though I do appreciate your your voicemail officer band-aid. Your lengthy, lengthy yeah. voicemail. I, I'm passionate about some things, but I don't know if I'm as passionate as you are about leaving long-ass voicemails. Yeah. I, look, I love basketball. I love music. I love a lot of things. I'm a big fan of a lot of things. And I, I'm passionate about a lot of things. But that it doesn't matter whether or not that translates into talking to women if if what you're saying is the case where my voice doesn't translate that information well. Because it's like, this is just the way I talk, man. Yeah. Hi, my name is Denzel and this is how I talk. <laughs> that's that's it. That's that's really all there is to it. And I, I'm not going to front like, I mean... The, you know what? That's never crossed my mind ever. I'm pretty sure people can tolerate having conversations with me. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not something that I've ever really noticed. I, I don't know. I guess because a lot of my early interactions with you were with alcohol. So, it, I don't know. I, like, you just always struck me as a chill guy, but I know that there's a sleeping savage in you. Yes. And that only comes out when I'm turnt. And that's almost turnt to the max. Yeah. No sleep. That's a reference to uh, Function by E-40 featuring Problem and Wiz Khalifa, I believe. All right. Yes. All right. Turnt to the max. No sleep. Got it. Yes. I, I appreciate the voicemail. I'm definitely, if you're listening to this at home, you'll notice that a good portion of it was cut out and replaced with the SpongeBob thing. But I mean, dog, that was five whole ass minutes. <laughs> and I trust me, I do appreciate it. But yeah. And it's, it's not even bad advice. Like a lot of the dating advice that people say is kind of obvious or totally misguided. That's not bad advice. I just don't know if it's feasible for Denzel. Yeah, that's just, it's just the way I talk. Yeah. I don't I, I don't plan on changing it. And I know I couldn't even tell you how to cha- how I would cha- do I put on an accent? Do I start putting on an accent when I talk to the ladies like this? Yeah, that's a pretty good strategy in itself. Ooh. Oh, I'm I'm a teetotaling t- I can't even maintain the accent. That's there was it. a while when I uh I wanted to put on a Spanish accent when I would go to parties and I didn't know people. That's not a good Spanish accent. But that was the why I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Because it would all like, I I couldn't get, I couldn't get that accent to sound like it was an actual person, not like a cartoon character. <laughs> yeah, like a like a Spanish Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, that yeah. that was basically what it would turn into every time, and people thought it was amusing. 
but I don't think anyone bought it. Mm-hmm. But amusing was good enough. You don't even look Spanish. No, no. I mean, you maybe like southern Spain. No. Okay. Well, no. Everybody over in actual Spain, Spain, and Portugal look like white people. With, yeah, that's pretty they're true. They're like pale with dark hair, though. Yeah. So they look closer to vampires than white people. <laughs> though we all know Dr. Yakub created <laughs> 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 nefarious Dr. Yakub. <laughs> oh, none of y'all are going to get that. I mean, look it up if you want to. There you go. It's, it's stupid, though. Be warned. And we did talk about Hotep's earlier. Yeah, well. we did. We did. Well, anyway, thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate you. Chet's going to be gone for the next two weeks. So I'm out this bitch. I will try to find replacements that are suitable uh, in that amount of time. We'll figure it out. You can follow us on Twitter at X Real Nerd Hours. You can shoot us an email, which I forgot again to read this week. Oh, get. I'll read them next week. There you uh, go for for the for the big big time email or the big time solo show. I'll go. read some emails. I might just do a bonus episode as well. We'll see. Uh, askrnh at gmail You can join us on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. You can give us a call and leave. Let's let's try to keep the voicemails under sixty seconds, please. Four one three Savage One Savage. You can follow me on Twitter at that Denzel, and me at Bushido Brown SD. Chet is now on Reddit as well. If you're curious, yes, he's RNH underscore Bushido Brown. Yes, and you're Denzel with three L's, four L's, four L's. Ooh. Yes, it's got to be consistent with my identity on IRC. Got it. Either that, or it would have been that Denzel, and I always go with what has le- the least amount of characters. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I noticed that, and although I'm saying this out loud, but Denzel, the subreddit is free. Oh ho. Yeah, you should check if check if Chet is a free. I'm gonna do that right now. Let's find out. Let's yeah. check this out. <laughs> puns, 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 puns. So, reddit.com slash r slash chet exists, and every post on there is spam. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Well, oh, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hola, hola, hola. Hola, hola. Uh, okay, four years ago. There were two uh <laughs> there were two posts and both of them are the same meme or at least they're at, at the very least they're referencing the same meme. Yeah, okay. I I'm sure this was an inside joke between two guys. <laughs> nice. I'll post them up just because I can. Okay, perfect. Yeah. All right, well, thanks again, everybody, for listening. We are out this bitch. Peace.